0: amen hallelujah how many feels his presence today amen. how many wants him to speak amen i do i do i was telling you uh as we turn over to romans chapter 13 romans chapter 13 we're going to look at uh we're going to look at uh 11 through 14 11 through 14 and uh let me check something real here uh the uh lord i was as i said i was praying yesterday and uh right uh right in the middle of prayer the lord just put a scripture that verse 11 on my mind and he said to me that it's high i kept the scripture kept going through my mind and now it's high time to wake out of sleep and I'd pray a little bit more and i keep saying it's high time. I'd hear that in my mind. High time to wake out of sleep. And I said, okay, Lord, you must, you must be want me to talk about that. So we changed course. We looked at this, uh, this, this, some of these verses and, and another message a few months ago. But We'll uh, ask the Lord he, for him to have what he wants to do today with it. We're going to look at for a few minutes, if you'd stand for the reading of the Word, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. And verse 11 says... And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation near than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It's time to wake up today. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that God that you would sound the alarm in our souls and God, if this these verses was ever for an hour, it's for this hour that we live. We're living, God, in the moment when, God, You're preparing Your people for Your appearing. And Almighty God, I pray that we would wake up and see that You're trying to shake. You're trying to wake us up. You're trying to get us to look toward Your coming. And to get ready, God. Because time is so short, God, I pray that you would start, Lord, in this house today and open our eyes and that, God, you would stir us, that we would never be the same because your time, Lord, is so near. And we thank you, God, that you love us and you're waking us up. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. It's time to wake up. Some of you may be like, I I used to have this little thing that I did because I enjoy... Do you like hitting snooze? Oh, no. Do you like hitting snooze? Okay, so how many... Let me let me take a poll here. How many don't like to hit snooze? How many... Okay, don't like to hit it. No way I'm going to hit snooze. Tear it off my clock. Don't need it. Okay. How many says, I like to hit snooze a few times? Okay. Okay, it's about 50-50, something around like that. Okay. Let me Let me tell you, My am I a little bit younger? I've seen... A, I, I, I've caught myself. I started... I, I would intentionally... Just so I could. Now, there's a certain time, you all know, there's a certain time that you have to get up. There is a point, you go to work, you know if you wake up later than 7.03, you're late. There ain't no way to do it. We're not going to do it. Whatever the time is, you know what time it is. And you're waiting to that last minute. So, you know when you can push it one more time. And if it's nine minutes or five minutes, whatever, you know. I used to set my clock intentionally early just so I could keep hitting it. No. I did. Okay, we all have character flaws. I did that. I did that. And it was awful. It was, it, you know, honestly, you know what I found I was doing? Now, here, okay, I'm not condemning. Yeah, you, you stick with whatever plan works for you. But let me tell you what I found out. I realized when I was doing that, I really was more tired when I got up because I was coming out of sleep, and then I was going down into it again. And coming out of sleep, and then going back into it. And finally, when I got up, I was like, I feel like I need a whole night of sleep because I, I was killing myself. So finally, I had to get a little more disciplined. And it wasn't that I think it's wrong. It just finally I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me with that. So yeah. I finally said, I'm setting it when I'm getting up. And it kills. Sometimes it's five in the morning. Certain days, a lot of days, it's five. And it kills me because I'll stay up till after midnight. And then I, when five goes off, it's like, it's like, Lord, you're going to have to pull me out of this bed. But I've got to get up. But there is times when your clock goes off, you know it's time to get up. But you just hit snooze just one more time. And if I'm looking at the spiritual, and of course the Lord's looking at the spiritual clock, and that's what Paul's talking about. When he says here in this first verse, he says, and that, knowing the time. Now when he says that, he is saying you know the time. He's saying you know that it's time to get up. He's saying you you know. You look over at the clock and it says seven. And I need just one more. He's saying you already know it's time to get up. And what are you going to do about it? We know that looking at the spiritual clock, that we're, the time that we're living in, it's time for the church to step up, to wake up this morning. We know it. We know it. The Lord has given us so it's not going to sneak up on us. I, by the way, I was reading a, I was reading a commentary this uh, maybe yesterday, early this morning, <clears throat> talking about end times and so forth. And it was this guy was talking about that studying the downfalls of nations. And he was going through the uh, these different Persian empire, uh, maybe 200 years, and then the uh, the Grecian, and all these different empires. And he was talking about how they, they only lasted for a sh- certain period of time. shorter some A lot of, several of them, shorter than what America's been in existence. But he said the one thing that was common about every single one of these civilizations, even the Roman Empire, they never seen the end coming. They didn't, Take heed to the signs. They believed with all their mind, heart, and soul that everything was okay. That they were better. And it says they felt like they were invincible. They felt they didn't see the signs. And they were all caught off guard when things changed and came crashing down. Now, I'm not preaching on the downfall of America. Although, America has turned its back away from God. All you got to do is look what's going on in the political scene. I don't care which side you're on. America is turning its back and have been doing it. And it's promoting everything that's anti-Christ. Everything that we believe that is sin is now being exalted is right. And people that are right is being exalted is wrong because we say it's still sin. This country is pushing the very things that God has destroyed countries before. So I'm not preaching about that, but that's the truth. It, it, It could happen. The only thing that's ever going to change that, it's going to have God's mercy because He always there is a cup of sin. And when it gets full, God's judgment comes. And, and when you look in Revelation, it's, there's a lot of questions of whether we see America in there. That's not my message. I'm trying not to get that direction, but that's, but that's what's in my heart this second. But this is a serious thing. We don't need to think just because God founded us 225 years ago that that we're going to just always stay that way because our hearts are different than it was 225 years ago. America's heart is cold on God. There is a few people. There is a, there is a remnant of churches. There is a, a some leaders. There is some people that's heart is maybe a little toward God. But would you see, their, if you look even at their lifestyle, it's like, no, you don't fully believe what I believe. But your heart's a little toward... No, God wants to, us to be completely given to Him. And the only, only course of action in America today is for God's people to wake up and start calling on His name again and get... We're going to look at some things that we need to do today. And if we'll do that, then God will turn the tide. God will do some great and mighty things. When Paul wrote this, if he could have seen the day we lived in, he would have known that what he's writing, had not only to do with the church he's in there, but it's talking about today more than ever. Some things is just from the past, but this one is definitely relevant to the hour we live in. We need to wake up. Dr. Vance Havener, a great man of God, used to tell a story of, and some of you have probably heard this, uh, a story of a little old Georgia farmer. And the Georgia, back then, how many, may, you may still have this. I remember grandma and grandpa had this at one time anywhere, or, or your mom, I can't remember, one of them had a, a grandfather clock and every hour it was ding or dong or whatever. Somebody, one of them had it because I remember growing, middle of the night you hear that ding, ding. Ding. Okay, it's three o'clock in the morning, right? How many grew up and had a grandfather clock somewhere in your house? Okay, well, a couple of you. So you have some of you may not even know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I was thinking, how no, how did you, how does somebody sleep? Because it wakes you. Get to where you don't even hear it. I guess you probably don't even hear it. But this this old farmer, he had one of those, and he would wake up through the night, and he could tell. You know, you don't even have to open your eyes. It's kind of like, sometimes I like. You know, I've got. I've got Alexa next to my bed, probably a bad idea. And if I'm laying there and I don't want to open my eyes, and I'm thinking, "Oh, is it time to get up?" and I'll just say with my eyes, "Cause Alexa, what time it is now?" somebody's something else may go off, and I'm doing this. What time is it? And she'll tell me. I don't even have to open my eyes. I don't even have to look. She'll tell me what time it is. Then oh, I've got 30 minutes because I'm afraid to open my eyes. Afraid I'll go back. To, I mean, I won't be able to go back to sleep. So these farmers didn't have this problem because they could hear it throughout the night. It's three. It's four. It's five, it's time to get up milk or whatever you got to do. He was telling the story about this old farmer and he listened in the middle of the night. Ding, or dong, dong. I will do it. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Fifteen! All of a sudden, <laughs> hit dawned 15 times and he come jumping up, running through the house and say, Mom, my mama, wake up. It's later than it's ever been. It's later than it's ever been. Didn't know what was going on. Time must be over. It's over because that, that thing is just keeps on ringing. We need to realize that's where we are spiritually. It's later than it's ever been. We need to wake up for revival. That's what we need desperately. And sometimes it amazes me. I ask myself this question. Lord, what will it take for your church to wake up? What is it going to take? What event has to happen? Listen, a lot of people woke up on 9-11. A lot of people woke up. But let me tell you something. They went right back to sleep. They went right back to sleep. I, was, I found a little, there was a little, uh, not a poem, but a little uh, short Uh, narrative that was written by R.G. Lee and the title of this is called Revival If Revival If with a question mark it says if all the sleeping folk will wake up if all the lukewarm folk will get fired up if all the dishonest folk will get confessed up if all the disgruntled folk will cheer up if all the depressed folk will cheer up uh, if the estranged folk will make up if the Gospers will shut up, if the true soldiers will stand up, if the dry bones will shake up, if all the church members will pray up, then we'll have revival. Yeah. It's true. We need to realize that we've got some work to do. And there's a the hour is today. we got to do this. Today. And when you look at that first verse there, not only is it telling you and that knowing, it's actually saying, and since you know the time. It's time to wake up, and it goes. For uh, it says that it is high time to awake out of so You know what it's saying? That's saying it's past time. It's saying you have known that it's time to wake up by what is around us, and it is beyond that time, and you are past it, and you're still hanging in there. We need to wake up spiritually in our own lives, and then God can do something. He's looking for a church that's going to wake up today. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Our, the, the day we're looking for, the, the, the trumpet is going to sound. There's going to come a moment that all of a sudden this thing that God did in our lives and He changed us, it's not a complete work. It's wonderful. When He washes our sins away. There's this wonderful thing that's going on inside of us. But there's coming a day when it will be completely complete. That we will stand before Him as He is. No longer will we be under the bondage of the life and the, and the temptations and the problems and the aches and all the things that we're going through here. But it will be complete. But also at the same time, it's going to be complete. There's no time to change anything. So we need to realize time is short. And Scripture is telling us it's time to wake up. For the thing that we've been waiting on, talking about, praying about, it's almost here. It's talking about, it's giving a picture that the night is almost, dawn is getting ready to break. He's saying it's time to get up. Your pastime. past time. We're going to look at today a few things that since we know the hour. And he's saying we know the hour, therefore it's time first to wake up. And that knowing the time it is now, it's high time to wake out of sleep for our salvation is nearer than when we believe. There's been times, right outside, I've told you this before, right outside my bedroom window, about 70 feet from my corner of my house, is the city of London tornado siren. It's right there. And you can imagine if a siren, and some of you may have drove through town and hear it at 12 o'clock when they test it and so forth. Let me tell you when you don't want to hear that is about 2 o'clock in the morning. And it's really quiet. You're just dreaming about wonderful, cuddly things, and you're just, well, you're just having a good time. And all of a sudden, that is. Excruciatingly loud, break the windows out of my house, siren starts going off and it rares up and goes down and rares up and goes down. And all of a sudden, let me tell you something. Here's one thing that I don't want to do, and that's hit snooze. I, it, I'm on my feet. I've got, it's got my attention. I'm ready to do something. You know what it's trying to say? It's time to get in the basement. <laughs> it's time to get in the basement. Something's coming. There's something bad's coming down, down your way and you better take heed of what's getting ready to happen. Now the worst thing you could do is say, oh, it's okay, I'm just going to take my chance. It didn't happen last time. But let me tell you something. It's just as real as that today. There is a, the, what we're watching, we watch and we say, oh me, oh my, can you believe how bad things are? And the Lord says, do you not hear my siren? Do you not hear my warning? Wake up, wake up. You know, it's not only time to wake up, we've been talking about that, it's time to stir up. As a church, we need to get stirred up. That's why we're coming in to pray. That's why we're coming to get closer to God. Because it says in verse 12, the night is far spent the day is at hand and it says let us therefore cast off the works of darkness put on the armor of light it's saying that the night is far spent he's saying the darkness is almost over the great appearing of my son is getting ready to happen it's time to get stirred up why do we wait until the last second every, you know, we, we, we try to figure out how we can, uh, I save a little time by laying all my clothes. I, I do this. Some of you all think it's probably weird. Before I go to bed, every night, probably done this for 25 years, I go in the bathroom and I put out everything. I, it started back when I was trying not to wake my wife up and I just keep doing it. Uh, that I put everything, my towels is where they need to be. My, all the stuff goes in my pockets is laying in a certain spot. My clothes are hanging on the door in order that I'm going to put... I'm not OCD. It sounds like I am. That, maybe that's a little bit. But I wish I was more OCD in other areas. But I, I've got it. My shoes is laying out. Everything. All i got to do is walk in to the bathroom, take a shower, do my stuff. And when I walk out, I'm done. I'm ready to go for the yeah. day. And so I try to gain any, any extra time that I can. And it just seems to keep me more organized. But let me tell you something. We, we need to realize that we need to stir up our spirits. We, we can't do it. It's going to take the Lord. We need to let Him. Why, why do we need to do that? You know what? While the church sleeps, while the church sleeps, the enemy is taking captives. As the church, Why is he trying to put the church asleep? Because some of the ones that you stood up for just a moment ago, while we are sleeping, the enemy is taking people's lives captive. They've got no one praying for them. They may not have anybody that sees what's going on in this world. This the enemy is in overtime. Does he, he not? He, listen, what you're seeing and feeling is not that we think that everything that's going on is is, is in the physical. And there is physical evidence of things going on. But let me tell you what's really going on. This is a spiritual thing that's going on. Let me repeat that. That bears repeating. What you see going on in the world that you live in today is the response, the direct response of a spiritual battle that's going on. It's going on. And it's affecting the things that we see. And if we don't watch, we'll think well no, this is just a political thing. This is just an economic thing. This is just a, 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 a some type of disease or pestilence. No, it's the results of a spiritual battle that's going on. And it's coming to a head, it's coming to an end. And we've got to get stirred up because as we sleep, if we don't get stirred up, if we don't stand in for these people, if we don't call in on God, just imagine, remember your life, how the enemy would one time, one thing at a time, he. He puts chains and He binds those people that we love to where they get farther and harder and more distant from the things of God. And the only way that that's ever going to change is when God wakes up His church. When God wakes us up and we start praying for Him the way we should. So the enemy is taking captives while the church sleeps all across this nation. You know what else? Lost souls are passing into eternity. They keeps them there and bound so long that there is people that last night, even as we are having this service today, they will take their last breath and they step into eternity. And we need to know that we have done everything we can to make sure they're ready to go. We've got to do that. Also, while the church sleeps, there is victories that's already been won for you and me that lay dormant. Let me try that one more time. There is victory that God has already paid for. He has already laid up for you and me. He's already planned. He's already ready to pour it out. And as His church sleeps, that victory lays dormant. And all it's going to take is for God's people to raise up and to take hold of what He's already prepared for them. And great victory is going to happen. And He says it's already available for you. All you've got to do, wake up. Wake up and realize it's time to get serious. So we need to get stirred up. We need to get stirred up spiritually inside of ourselves. And once we get stirred up, then there's then we start seeing ourselves a little more close. When, as we pray, I'm I'm going to warn you: as you come to these prayer services, this has happened to me my whole life. When you get in prayer service and you spend time before God, and all of a sudden you go and it's it starts out hard. It, it, it's kind of like that fallow ground that that uh, I was praying yesterday, and I could see that uh, hard ground of the of the of the field. And you and you could look at a field, and you can talk about. Let me tell you the crops I got out of that field. Let me tell you what, 10 years ago, I had the best corn crop I've ever had in my life, 10 years ago. Man, that field is fertile. Man, it was just, man, I had such great success. Let me tell you, 20 years ago, I had I had some of the biggest watermelons in the state of Kentucky in that field. That field has got potential. The question I got for you today, what about today? Because there could be potential somewhere. And that ground could be so hard, you could put seed on it all day long and it ain't going to do anything. Why? Because it's become hard. There's potential down deep. But on the surface, it's hard. Why? Because all the things that it's endured throughout the winter has caused it to become hard and dry and indifferent. And the only way that you're going to see success is when there is a breaking up, when there's a digging down, when God's Spirit is able to plow through our hearts and God's able to open it up and then all of a sudden that good seed can get down. And then we see the growth and we see something... Today. Today. Amen. And so we need to realize as we come to prayer, God is going to break up some things. God's going to stir up some things in our hearts. He's going to break us up. And we'll realize it's time to clean up. It's time to what is it what I'm talking about? It's it said that uh, in the second part of verse 12, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Verse 13, let us walk honestly as in the day not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. It's talking about our fleshly appetites and our, our relationships with other people. It's saying let us to, to come alive and it's saying for us to, to, to uh, walk honestly as in the day. If I were to... If I on if I were just to pick somebody, one of you fine ladies in here today, I know you all can cook and do some amazing things. But if I were today and say, "Look, today we're going to we're going to go to Sister Patricia's house today, and she's going to fix us a big meal, (laughs) and we're all going to show up after a while." Now, in her heart, she's going to be well. You know, I'm sure she would be willing to do it. But what's going to run through her mind for the rest of the service is now. Wait a minute. Did Roger pick up that towel? Did he leave his towel or did he throw his socks in somewhere? Or, or did I, oh, did I wash the dishes in the sink last night? You're gonna be thinking about, wait a minute, what's everybody gonna see when they get there? Do I need to leave during the altar service and get running home to get it? That's what and I'm not saying. I'm sure I'm the, I've seen the way she cleans. I knew I was safe picking her because she's got everything looking great, I'm sure. But let me tell you something. I can tell you in our spiritual life, if we were to know, if I were to tell you 20 seconds from now, the Lord's told me that he's coming back can get ready all of a sudden I can tell you some of you might just jump up and shout hallelujah but sometimes we might say oh Lord am I ready Lord am I ready is there some things that while I slept is there some things that you know I was thinking about sometimes you get ready to go to bed and you get that little snack and you want to lay things out or you you just you get a little careless sometimes You're tired. You don't want to fool with it. I'll clean it up later. And it's easy for things. In our physical life, our spiritual life, it's easy to fiddle a few things in there. It's it's easy to let some things kind of run around in our mind. Maybe we're saying some things we shouldn't say. Maybe it's some things we're supposed to be doing and we're not doing them because we're tired. Somebody else needs to do it. I'll do it next week, Lord. Whatever in your life, there's some things that the Lord may say and He's trying to say. You need to be just like daylight when somebody's shining a light on you. You need to be living your life right this minute because you need to be prepared because I'm getting ready to come and I want to stir you up and I also want to clean you up. I want you to get ready. Be aware. Examine yourself and let me examine you. And that way that I can get you ready because He's coming soon. You know what else? It's time to pray up. Do you believe that? It's time to pray up. We need it. Listen, we need it. Your pastor needs it. We all need it. Those lost needs it. Our leadership in our country needs it. This nation, I'm telling you, we need it because we're trying to implode. Let me tell you, Let me. somebody said, some great leader, and I didn't even look it up, some great leader said, one of the greatest uh, untapped uh, secrets is was talking about china before and, and you can see it's true now and i'm paraphrasing said that's that called china a sleeping giant and don't wake it up well we see it's got like it's got woken up and we see the impacts of that but let me tell you the real true greatest untapped power in the world untapped it's a it's when god's church wakes up to prayer if this nation would wake up and start calling out on God and seeking God and humble ourselves before God and this whole nation in a roar would call out to God, we got to have you, God. God, forgive us, Lord, for being sleepy. And God, forgive us for Lord, what we've let come into our nation and even in our churches and whatever. And God, bring revival. And God, turn us back. And God, for... let me tell you something. It'd be the greatest. There's no power ever known it's like the church and it's asleep and it's, so that's the greatest power. It's not China, it's the sleeping church. So it's time to pray up, and that's why we're making an effort. And it's hard; it's never pleasant. Whenever when you move to, if you were, if you try to have, uh, if you wanted to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I can't think of current guys, so I can think I can think of him. If you wanted to be really built, but you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to give up some things. You're going to have to hit the gym instead of hitting some Twinkies while you watch something on television. You're going to have to do some. You're going to put some effort in to get some response. If we're going to move spiritually, we're going to have to give up. We're going to have to press in. We're going to have have to get on her knees and do some calisthenics on her knees and God will answer. It's time to pray up. Do more. You know what else? It's time to suit up. What are you talking about? Suit up. Yeah. Not put a suit on, but a spiritual suit. Here's what it says. Verse 14 says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It, it, it was talking... uh in verse 12, the end of that verse says, and let us put on the armor of light. It's talking about Ephesians chapter 6. We see that it's talking about the spiritual armor of the Christian. And, and if you look that it covers every part of your body, your mind with a helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, your loins girt about with truth. The sword of the Spirit, which is our offensive weapon. Of course, the only thing that's not covered is your back. Because we don't turn our back, we're going to move forward. The Lord's the one that's got a reward. He's the one that's behind us. And so we don't have, to, uh, uh, don't have to worry about that. But we see what it's talking about is, there's things that we may have let in, but the Lord says, the only way, you can't do it yourself. The enemy is too strong for you. You have no ability in yourself. The only way you're going to be able to fight in this last day is for us to uh, to suit up with the Spirit, the spiritual armor that He wants to put upon us so that we're completely covered, that it guards our mind, that our mind is focused on the things of God, that it focuses on truth, and instead of believing the lies of the enemy, that we have truth that's surrounding us so that we know the truth is He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other. And so we have the breastplate of righteousness that we live upright before God and the only way we can do that is that we block the enemy's attack to get us to let our guard down in different areas to where we let his attacks come and hit a spot or, or to get into us or to get an opening into our lives. And so he's saying time is short. The only way you're going to be able to do it is to cover ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Clean yourself up. Get rid of those things that was that you got careless with. Push them away and let the Lord completely cover you with His Spirit, and He'll guard you and He'll prepare you. And it says that that Spirit of light. You know what? And when you do that, not only that, not only does it impact your life, but you let others see God through you. As that light surrounds you, and you have strength and victory, and other people are falling to your left and right. People look and say, "How are you doing it?" How are you resisting this temptation that everyone else has fallen into? Oh, well, I've, I've got strength that everybody else doesn't have. What is it? The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's time to suit up. We've got to let the Lord completely cover us with His presence and Spirit. And then, verse or 6. I said two more. I've got two more. I'm sorry. Number 6, or 7. These are short. It's time to speak up. It's time to speak up. If we believed, I told you a minute ago, if we believed that time was really that short, we'd be doing something about it. There's somebody in your life, there's someone you care about. And if the, do- the Lord opens a door, don't kick the can down the road till later. If the Lord gives you an opening, if the Lord brings someone to you, then say what He puts in your heart. It's time to stand up and say, listen, I've been." and you know what? As we pray, as we seek God's face, and as we, we seek God for these people that we stood up for today, keep praying, and God will open the door. You care about Him more than anybody else. That's why you stood up for Him today. And so God will give you a burden in your heart because He always gives a burden before He gives the answer. He always gives a burden for someone to stand in the gap. And then when He uses you to stand in the gap, He's doing work on the other side. You're standing there for them. And the enemy's coming against them. You're praying. And all of a sudden, there's a warfare going on. You don't see it. You may feel it. You don't see it, but there's a war going for their soul. And God does work in their life. And God can do the impossible if someone will stand in the gap for somebody. And if He puts it on your heart, it's not for somebody else. It's for you. Don't tell somebody else you need to be praying for somebody. If God puts them on your heart, get other people to pray, but that's your responsibility. God's saying, suit up. God's saying, you be the one that speaks up. And when I give you the opportunity, I'll put the words in your mouth. I don't mean just march up to somebody out of the blue and say, Let me tell you, you're a sinner and you're going to hell. No, I'm not saying it. I'm saying you pray for that person. And when they come to you, your spirit is broken for them because you've been praying. And you can even let them know, I just want you to know, I've been praying for you. And I'm concerned about you. I just want you to know, I'm concerned. When God puts it in your heart, He's already working. They'll be able to accept it. You'll hit the mark what you would normally hit them with and it bounces off. All of a sudden, you, because you've stood in a gap, God will let it hit the exact center of that target and there will be something happen because God's able to use you. We need to speak up when God gives. We need to realize that God... Now, when I say speak up, we're living in a time that many people, sometimes people are saying that the church should be militant. We need to stand up and say, we're against... All... Let me tell you something. The, church, the world knows what Christians believe. But let me tell you something, instead of standing up and fighting, and you didn't see Jesus standing on the political forum and saying, let me tell you, Rome, let me tell you where you've messed up, you turned away from God. No, you know the closest he got when he says, show me a coin. And he's asking about paying taxes. He didn't say, let me tell you, there wasn't a single Jew that wouldn't have said, it's wrong, they're taking advantage of it. So now we're to ask you today, some of, now I don't know, there is some people who thinks we're not giving enough. But I can tell you from this point of view i think i give too much in my taxes okay i'd like to keep a little more and so even jesus would have probably said the romans were taking too much and he might have believed that but when they said do we need to pay taxes to caesar and he says show me a coin they're excited boy he's going to answer the question he's going to fall in this one he answered he says whose picture's on that caesar's then give caesar's what's his and give god what's his boy he, he that's as close to political as he got And so today, I'm not saying that we don't have a viewpoint, because we do. And yes, there's some things going on, and I know some of you probably fall out with me right now, but let me tell you something. You want to change the condition of our political situation we're in today. It happens right here. It happens right here. If you pray for them leaders, God said for you to pray for even when those, the ones if the president's in there now or in the future, and you don't agree with him, God says, pray for him. Because God says He puts every single person that's in that position is not there unless He allowed it. You mean that all the bad things they're doing? is it? No, no, no. I'm not saying God condoned it and He agrees with it. I'm saying God sometimes lets people go through things so that they call out on God more fervently because of what we're going through. And God wants you to pray for those in leadership. God changed their hearts. God opened their eyes. God let them see that, the, you know, don't, Lord let them support uh, life. Lord let them support the church. God let them support these things that we believe in and pray. Because the enemy there's people that's watching today and when they see that all we're doing is being militant toward the things of this world and against people instead of sin, we're militant toward people, they turn off their hearts toward the church because you're just like everybody else. They need to see we love them. We don't agree with them, but how are we loving them? We're praying. And when we pray, God moves. Now, I'm going to get out of this because I'm in the deep weeds there, but let me tell you something. It's true whether I... You know, it's true. But it's time to speak up. There is... Uh, there was in April 14th, 1912, the greatest at that time, ship took its maiden voyage. And... Some people even made the testimony broadcasting that not even God could sink that ship. They were so confident in their maiden voyage. They were trying to set records and they were moving through icy waters at a breakneck speed, bypassing a lot of safety measures. They were so confident that they were going to be okay, that they were careless enough that they only put enough lifeboats for half of the 2,200 people that was on that boat. They didn't even have enough people looking out for icebergs. They were careless. They were moving fast. They were setting records. This was unstoppable. And before they knew it, when finally someone spotted in the horizon icebergs and tried to stop the sound of the alarm. It's too late. They come running through that iceberg field and they did it ripped. They had sixteen big ballasts inside there completely sealed and it ripped five of those ballasts, one more than they'd ever, ever planned that it would could withstand. They knew that if it ripped four, they had four of those ballasts breached, they could still stay floating. It breached the fifth. A testimony that nothing nothing that God can't do. Not that he did that. But what the unthinkable happened. And then the telegraphs was going out because they, within three hours they were in the water. Over half of the, most of those, I mean way over half of those people died. But there was a call going out. Their telegraph was sending out SOS, help, 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 help. In the very near, area which could have got there in plenty of time to save them was the californian this large vessel that it was late at night and the telegraph operator went to sleep because it was late nothing's going to happen he goes to sleep and he's missing sos sos please save us sos it was too late it was too late There was a, what, 1,500 or more people went into eternity. Why? Because somebody went to sleep at the wrong time. Tonight, we are today, we're looking at it's time to look up. It's time to awaken and to look up because the Lord's coming back. And he's looking for someone that is prepared to... uh, for him to use, to speak. He's trying to get her attention because people are going into eternity and they're sending out SOS. Is it political? Is it money? Is it in relationships? Is it in my success? What is it? Is God really there? SOS. And so the Lord wants to move and work. But only if his people, which are called by his name, will humble themselves and pray. Let me add and Wake up. And now when I say this, I'm not, it sounds like I'm killing us because I'm, it's like I'm telling you all. You're No, the church today, we're part of that church. And if we ask ourselves this question, are we fully awake? Are we really? We know. We kind of know it's late. We know it's late. And we're trying to do some things. But are we pushing snooze a little bit oh we got time we got time we've heard i heard by the way i heard this recently you know second peter i think says talks about in the last days are people's going to say uh that we've heard this from the beginning of time i've heard that statement myself from people people i would have never dreamed would have said that said that to me in the last two weeks oh we've heard that oh we've heard that oh we know he's coming back but we've heard that and I'm thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, you've heard that. Go to 2 Peter and you're going to say that's exactly what it's supposed to be saying right now. And the Lord is coming and the world will not be looking for him. When it says when he splits that eastern sky, the, there, people are not going to be... One's going to be left in the field. One's going to be left in the bed. One's going to be in a car. One's going to be le- left out of flying an airplane or whatever. There is going to be people that has, that has prepared and been looking for him. And they're going to be carried away. But there's going to be the vast majority of this world that's going to be left behind. Left behind. Why? Because we didn't wake up. Listen. That's the enemy who wants us to go back to sleep. So bad he can make it so soothing to go back to sleep. But it's time to look up. Luke twenty-one, twenty-eight, last verse says, "And when these things begin," let, let, let me back up a few words. "When these things begin to come to pass, yeah. what do you do? Look up, yeah. lift up your heads for your redemption." draweth not nah. right. he doesn't say wait to you these things is way past and you see the even worse things when they begin to pass are we seeing some things happening <laughs> yes, we are. then he says look up because I'm ready to come I'm ready for I'm going to come for those looking for me and if we believe he's coming then all those people we stood for ought to be so burning in our heart that we start crying and saying God, no listen I want to be ready I want to be ready. But Lord, I can't let them miss it. I can't. Lord, You've got to do something. Open their eyes. And all of a sudden, we'll find that our prayer life changes. It's going to change. If you truly believe the Lord is on the steps getting ready to say, Son, go get your bride. It's going to change the way we think, the way we act, the way we pray, the way we seek God's face, the things that we do, what we think of. Everything's going to change. And this is talking to a church here. This scripture is talking to a church that's not changing. He's saying, Wake up, do you not see what's going on? He's predicting in the last days that there's going to be a falling away. He talks about the last days. There's going to be people's hearts are going to be itching for their, their ears are itching for good things that tickles our ears. Things we want to hear. We want to turn on that person that, oh, they, they're good. They just make me feel good every time. They, they don't make me feel bad like our pastor. They just make me feel good. But the Lord's telling us that's what He's going to see in the last day. People's hearts are going to be indifferent. The the world is going to be turned toward themselves. They're going to please their own flesh. They're going to be looking out for themselves. Hey, I'm telling you what. You can see America when you look in Revelation. You can see the end times. America has turned its back on God. And today, it's not too late if a church will seek God's face and call on His name it's time to wake up. It's time. it's time to wake up. Hallelujah. And Lord, I'm praying, wake me up first. God, let me be fully aware. I feel You stirring me. God, help us, Lord. A remnant of people who call on Your name. Oh, He wants to do something. If you'll stand this morning if Priscilla would come. I pray that the Lord would have His way this morning. And that God, that You would move. Let's... Let's pray. Hallelujah. God, I pray, God, that You would uh, have Your way in our lives, God. God, that we would hear that clock alarming, Lord. That siren going off. That You would show us, God, that You're saying it's time to look up. And God, so there's time to look up. We need to be trying to do everything we can. Not only to be ready, but God to get so God close to You and God standing in for others that God, we would see revival, Lord, in this last hour. This nation needs You greater than it ever has. God, the enemy wants to destroy, God. There's a spirit of Antichrist that's raising up even as we are living today that's trying to push out the light of Your glorious presence. And God, you want to, Lord, you want to set fire to churches today. For those that see the things that's going on and realize it's time to pray. You want to stir, God. You want to give a great awakening again. Right here, Lord, in our land. God, I pray that we have brand new eyes that we can see. A brand new mind. A brand new heart that God, we would stand, Lord, and God, we would get on our knees before You, and God, we would call out, Lord, until You fall with Your mighty presence. God, we need it. Start in Your people. Start in this church. Start in this community. Start in this state. And then God, spread through this whole nation and to all the world. God, with Your mighty presence, God, You want us to wake up and realize time is so short. And so many, God, will still be sleeping when you come through, and God, and call us home. And God, I pray that today you would hit the mark and God do a work in Jesus' name this morning. If you just bow your heads for just a second, I, I just want—I'm not going to tarry with this long. But I just want to ask you this morning: Is God speaking to you? And God saying to you, "I want to wake up. I want to be fully awake." I, God may be calling you and say, "I need more, and I want God to have His way in my life." And it's time to wake up. And I feel a stirring within me. If that's you this morning, and you say, "Pray for me," God wants me to stand up and to wake up this morning. Maybe I'm not—I'm not saying. You don't need you need to get saved. I'm saying that maybe your eyes is not where they need to be, and maybe you want to get closer to Him and, and God's stirring your heart and Lord stirring you and you feel a, a, a prodding in your heart that I want to wake up. Is that you this morning? And you want to see, yes, I see hands. Is that you this morning that God can move? Yes, hallelujah. That God can move and he wants to move. God, I thank You, Lord. I thank You, Lord, that You want to do it. Lord, I thank You that You see us with love and mercy. I thank You, Lord, that You look at us and You say You are trying to stir your church because You want to pour out Your blessing upon it. You want to stir your church because you want to bring revival. You want to stir your church because you want to give us the victory that's being held back. You want us to see those things we've been praying for. But God, before we see it, we have to get woken up. We have to get stirred up. We have to get prayed up. And Almighty God, I pray that you start it today. God, that you would have your way right here in this service, God. Lord, I know you want to move.